are listening to the Freeform Rock Podcast with Mark Alden Taylor. Quite famously, two of the greatest rock and roll albums of all time, your first two records, were just nine months apart or so. It was, it was certainly a close time, wasn't it? So that the second album, did you all write that together? Was it mostly you and Robert? Um, it, dep- it depends on, on what it was. I can tell you it's a guitar-led band. It was guitar fueled, and 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 uh, as we, I don't know how far you're going to go through all of this album by album, but I, I you know, I'm, I can tell you that 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 it was the guitar that first album. I've already said what mm. what that was on the on on the second album. We go into recorded Olympic in Barnes. First album's done at Olympic, so but yeah. we go in there. There's a different engineer. We haven't got Glyn Johns there got a chap called George Scants and and uh, however the the things we're going to record there a whole lot of love what isn't what should never be but we've actually rehearsed those tracks at my house all the first album was rehearsed at my house mm. and 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 the the set that we were going to take out there to do some gigs before going into the studio for the first album uh, there was a serious plan ahead on all this stuff um, but that's what that's what there was for the for, for the uh, second album to record it on those days. I had other things. I had um, ramble on, but we went to 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 record those until we were in America. Welcome to another edition of the Freeform Rock Podcast. Yes, I sound weird because I'm having a triple whiskey in honor of today's record. It's a bluesy rock record by Led Zeppelin. So we got to have a drink, man. But Lee's sober. What the hell? What's up, Lee? Oh, man. It's my way of doing blues. I go, <laughs> Nah, nah. I'm... I'm drunk in spirit, you know that. My mind's been gone years ago. Yeah. Well, I'm not drunk. I just started have. I just made a triple whiskey, so I don't have to get up and go back. <laughs> well, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna get drunk later, and 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 so that uh, maybe so. Hey, you know that 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 works. You can just pretend that I'm doing it now. Well, at least you won't burp a million times, right? Uh, that, but believe it or not, yeah, I'm I'm not in a burping mood today. I'm not able to do that right now, so that's cool. Oh well, I, I you should see me around my girlfriend. We're both farting and, and burping together. It's like it's like uh, a match made in heaven or hell. But I that's think it's what, more, more heaven, though. Yeah, well, that's so what my family was like when I visited them. They all farted and burped, and when I did that, I was very like embarrassed and said, "I'm sorry." And they went. Around here, we don't care. Just let it rip. Yeah, just let it rip, baby. Like I keep telling yeah. you, don't be sorry. Just rip it out. Rip it yep. good. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. Well, today we're going to do Led Zeppelin, Zeppelin 2. But before we get into that, we had a, a very bad... Well, we had two deaths this week. Uh, we had David Cassidy of the Partridge Family, and we had Malcolm Young, oh. who I want to talk about. Damn, but, um, yeah. David Cassidy, I just want to give a shout out to him because I love the Partridge Family Show. It was very, very corny, 
but it was rock music on TV, so it was light rock, you know, what do you want to call it? And I said, but I remember as a kid, I had the uh, Partridge Family album on vinyl, which had their version of the animals. We gotta get out of this place, and it was kind of hard for the Partridge Family to sing a song like that, and it was pretty good. Um, I don't like to admit this too often, but back when I went to St. Vincent de Paul, and I didn't really have a job, but I bummed quarters and dimes so I could get the 25 cent and 15 cent albums. I bought my fair share of Partridge Family albums. I had about maybe two or three Partridge Family albums. And believe it or not, I listened to them. And, you know, hey, um, in fact, I don't really want to say this too often, but I may actually later go on Spotify and listen to more Partridge Family. I'm not going to buy the album, I'm not that dumb, but I'll listen to it. <laughs> yeah, I, I I really like the Partridge Family. I'd like to get that series on DVD. I love Bonaduce, Bonaduce, Bonaduce. You know, how does a beavis go, Bonaduce, Bonaduce, Bonaduce. <laughs> yeah, there was one time when um, he was doing this show, and there was a guy on the show Survivor who was, you know, uh, his guest, and then the the guy thought he would be kind of funny. So so when Bonaduce introduced him, the guy went over to him and like just leaped at him and put like his crotch next to Bonaduce's face. So Bonaduce just took him and shoved him off and flipped him over and the guy went plop on the floor and Bonaduce just had this look like, why the hell did that guy think he could do that, you know? But it was kind of funny because it's like, hey, if you're going to put your crotch in my face, I'll fucking flip you over, you piece of poo. You know? Bonaduce would be a great interview. <laughs> yeah. Um, get him drunk. You know, I, I think he's sober now, man. Because remember when he got drunk? I think he went with a transvestite or something. Oh, well, just as long as he didn't confuse me with a transvestite, and as long as he kept on his end of the phone, and we don't meet in person, yeah, I'd be cool with doing an interview with him. Yeah, he, he's a cool dude. He used to be on the radio show here with some other girl, wow. and they used to do oh. morning drive time on a ninety-seven point one down here in Southern wow. California. I don't mm-hmm. know what he's doing now, but he was tweeting to pray for his brother, uh, David, but I guess yeah. David passed on, and uh, may uh, God bless your family, David, and uh, your brother, Sean, and all your family members and your non-family yep. members who were like your family. You, yep. you you brought a lot of light to people's lives during your time on the Partridge family, because it was really cool, man. It was a really good show. Um, yeah. I liked it. I loved it. I watched it as a kid with Bewitched and The Monkees. Stuff oh like yeah, that. and that was great television when I used to skip school, and that's all that was on during the day. <laughs> wow, yeah, I um, I I I never skipped school, but when I went and I had so many classes in school that it got added up credit wise. So then in my senior year, I didn't need to go for more than two classes. So I went in the morning and got home, and it was about noon by the time I got home. And I could watch all these old episodes of stuff. So I was, instead of staying until 3 o'clock, you know, in, in the 
you know, afternoon. I, I got home about eleven thirty or or twelve, and 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 I was able to watch shows, and that was that was fun. Yeah, it was shows. I used to watch those shows, uh, Hogan's Heroes. All the oh, classics yeah. were on during the day. Because remember, we yeah. only had what channels two to a two to thirteen. Yeah, no really cable back then. And then wow. we finally got cable. I was I was like watching HBO all the time, watching all the the Porky's yeah. movies and stuff like that. Oh, With nobody yeah. home. I could sit there and watch boobs all day. <laughs> oh yeah. Did you ever have those machines where if you found out the right buttons to push in the right sequence, you could go past the scrambler and get HBO and Showtime? But 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 if you did it too much, then the buttons kept sticking. Then he had to return it to get a new box. I remember the cable company used to mess up, and the Playboy channel would be unscrambled for a while. Or, oh, or their, their, that's cool. Or their porn channel or something. <laughs> it's funny. Oh, wow. I didn't care for the porn. I just liked watching just the boob shots, you know, in the movies. Yeah. Like Porkies or freaking even... Uh, uh, in the movie with Eddie Murphy and Dan Aykroyd. Uh, well, Trading Places, you know, where Jamie Lee Curtis showed yeah. the boobs. Yeah, that was the kind of shit I liked. (laughs) I liked just like boob shots. (laughs) It was it was funny. It was like um, my mom when she went to return um, one of the cable boxes to get a new one, and this guy in front of her in line was asking the guy at the counter some like, "Oh, with these new boxes, will we still be able to push those buttons and unscramble the scramble?" And my mom thought myself, oh, my word. He's just ruined it for everybody. And then after that, they had boxes where you can't really do that. It's like, that guy should have shut up, you know? You gave out the secret, Lee. Shame on you. Uh, yeah. Well, he did. Ah. I didn't. But, oh, but, oh, I, oh, yeah, I did right now. Sorry. Ah. Sorry. Well, there is no secret now. You have to pay for that shit. Or you just go yeah. on, or you just go download torrents and see if you can find torrent sites because Google blocks out uh, doing search for torrents now, so you can't search for torrent sites anymore. And oh. the one I was a part of, where basically you put up your own CDs on there and you you have to own it and stuff. But I got the reason I download now is I want to hear the album before I buy it, and if I don't like it, I delete the torrent and don't buy the album. But if I like it, I go buy it. There's new yeah. bands out there I want to check out, you know. So now I got YouTube. It's a lot of times the those newer stuff isn't on YouTube. But yeah. uh, I digress right now. Let's get into the main reason I wanted to talk. We got into David Cassidy, but we lo- we just lost Malcolm Young. You know the back rhythm of ACDC. The guy invented a rhythm that could be never duplicated <laughs> or replicated in anybody's lifetime. Yeah. ACDC has the rhythm. Everybody complains, oh, ACDC sounds the same. But they're the only band that could get away with that because their rhythm yeah. is true and their rhythm is musicality, the best rhythm you could find in a, in a rock band. Nobody has that. It's like a groove rhythm that you just... Dun, 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 dun. Oh, you yeah. The Colt tried it with Wildflower. You know, it's it, it just not the same. You know, I love the Colt, but they can't do that rhythm. Only Malcolm had that rhythm, man. Malcolm oh, had yeah. that fucking rhythm guitar, and he always sat in the back next to the drum riser and only came up forward to sing background vocals. But fuck, he just stayed in the back. But he, without him, there would be no ACDC. Yep, uh, they were 
when I when I first heard "Let There Be Rock" on the radio, that was like that was the first time that I heard an album where all the songs were heavy without any ballads, and I right away I needed to get it. I I didn't know anything about them. I just heard ACDC "Let There Be Rock." I was visiting. I I think I was visiting my next door neighbor, Guy Covington. He he was a record executive for MCA Records. So, you know, I visited him a lot. And um, um, he was listening to the radio, and it was ACDC doing that album. And I was like, man, I'm going to get this album. And it, it, they became my favorite group. Yeah, so for my track of the week, I'm going to pick Down Payment Blues by ACDC. I'm just going to lay that out now in tribute to Malcolm because that song has the Malcolm rhythm all over it. You know, it's like da na 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 boom boom down payment blues. You know, that's his freaking rhythm, man. It's like this is so freaking Malcolm, you know, that's my favorite all time A C D C song. Yeah. Mine will be my pick of the week will be Get It Hot. Get it hot because that's yeah, yeah, from Highway to Hell, because that's one of my favorites. Okay, get it hot. I'm gonna write it down because I know what mine is. All right, so we already got the yeah. track. We already got the two tracks of the week: "Get It Hot" yep. by ACDC and "Down Payment Blues" by ACDC, yep. in honor of the great Malcolm Young, a rhythm guitar player that nobody could ever replicate or ever replicate that rhythm that he has or had. You know, yep. even his nephew can't do it. He could do it live, but I, I wonder if they make a new ACDC album with the uh, the nephew and. Uh, and Axel, I'm wondering what that's going to sound like. It's going to be weird because that'd be the I, first I, album without Malcolm on it. Yeah, I'm. I'd still be interested because. Well, I'll put put it to you like this: When Brian Jones first was in the group, and they did the album Back in Black, I liked some of the songs. Brian Johnson. It, it, yeah, yeah. Um, Brian Johnson. It wasn't my favorite ACDC album, but still. I I just like everybody else went out to get it because um it was like it was still ACDC and it was still we had to know what this new stuff sounded like. So um the fact that they're going to have if they have Axel in it, I'll be interested because I'd like to compare him with how he is in Guns N' Roses and I just want to see what they'll be like. I'm not saying I'll love it or not love it. I may like it, I may not like it at all, but I'm still interested because it's going to be something new. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be something new, and I'd like to check it out because um, I heard Dr. Fuck talk about how he saw Axel with ACDC, and it was awesome. You know, I'd like oh. to see that, man. I'd like to see... I've only seen ACDC once with Brian Johnson. I never got... I, I got into <coughs> ACDC with, um, for those about to rock, because like my uh, friend used to play that album all the time, and I just loved oh, hearing yeah. the cannons going off, fire, oh, yeah. you know. Yeah. And then later, when I got older, and I uh, about eighteen or something, my friend said, "Oh, you like ACDC? How come you don't like this?" You know. And it got me in the Bon Scott era, era, and it just opened my eyes. I go, at first I thought Brian Johnson and Bon sounded exact like alike. But then I started hearing the subtle differences. Bon Scott's voice is a lot better than Brian. Brian's more gravelly. Uh, oh, wow. Bon sounds like a... He just has that 
his own style, and so does Brian, but Bond is like more rhythmic, you know, more rhythm in his voice. Yeah. He's more, he sings with the guitar, if you listen to him, he's more in tune with Angus and the rhythm. He has the yeah. rhythm, his voice has a rhythm of its own, and it, it just, like Power Age, my favorite album by them, it's just so yeah. awesome. I just, I, I got Highway to Hell first. But then I went back and started getting all their albums, and I I just love yeah. Bond's Bond Bond's era better. I heard for the, I heard uh, Dirty Deeds because I re-released that after um, yeah after for those about to rock, and I, I love that song, and I I thought that was Brian Johnson for a while, and then I figured out it was Bond Scott. But oh yeah, Bond bon Scott is a great singer, man. He's way the best ACDC singer ever, and one of the best vocalists I've ever heard. You know, wow. I, I, I yep. go through these genres of vocalists. Like, I love Michael Hutchins of Excess. Fucking mm. great voice. Groovy. Fucking, he has rhythm like Bon Scott. I love him. And I love Steve Perry, too. And I, I don't think you like Steve yeah. Perry that much. I, believe it or not, I do like his solo album, um, Street Talk. I do like that. Street Talk's I, a I, great album. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, I do like him. I, I, I didn't like the songs he did, a lot of them with Journey, but but I I'm not against him as a vocalist. I just um, it's mostly Jonathan Kane um, wrote some really crap stuff. I thought, dude, Escape and Frontiers had some great songs on it though, man. Um. Reckon Mother Father from Escape, um, great track. Do Do you want me to get into um, a bad mood, or do you want me to just shut up and I'll just let you and let up. you talk? And I love right. After the Fall off Frontiers. That's a great album too, great song too. All right, well let's get out of mm. this and and just pay right. tribute to Malcolm Young. We got these two songs, and uh, why don't we play them now? We'll play the we'll start off playing a tribute to Malcolm Young, and then we'll get into Zeppelin too. Okay, how's that sound? Fine with me. All right, here's Get It Hot by ACDC and Down Payment Blues by ACDC. We love you, Malcolm. May you rest in peace, brother.
those were some great ACDC tracks with Malcolm Young's rhythm just shining on both of them, man. I love yep. those tracks. Good, good pick, Lee. Yeah, thanks. All right, man. Well, let's get into Zeppelin II. This album was released in October 1969. It just celebrated its 48th birthday. It's a year yep. older than me. Well, like, night, like, I was born on October 9th, so a year and a week. <laughs> oh, oh okay. Uh, no, yeah. less than a year. I don't know. I don't know how to do math. I suck at math. That's why I sucked in school. I was oh. good at history. I was good at other subjects, but fucking math just uh, killed me. And I'm good at math yeah. now, but fucking school, I couldn't understand fractions. Well, I was so good at I was good at cheating on the tests at math. That's that's <laughs> that's how good I was. Man, I wasn't that good at cheating at all, man. I I'd have those oh. eyes like, what are you doing, Mark? Nothing. I just waited until the teacher left the room, that's all. Shit, my girl, I can't even keep secrets from my girlfriend. My girlfriend knows when I'm mad, my girlfriend knows when I'm upset. I, oh. I, tell, her, I tell her, have a nice day in a text, and she goes, what's wrong? Oh, I go, okay. crap, none of my other girlfriends knew that, or my wives. She freaking reads me like a book. <laughs> I can't hide shit from her. It's, I, I think I, it's I, a I'll, good thing, but sometimes it no sucks. Comment. No <laughs> comment. <laughs> If it if it happened to me, I I'd just be in a panic. But but oh. with you, no comment. Well, it's not like I'm doing anything wrong or hiding bad no. things from her. It's just uh. But yeah, it's I know just she I, can it, read it, me. It, I can't be in a bad mood and come back later and be in a good mood because she knows I'm already in a bad mood. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's just that with me, if, if if someone kept knowing so much about me like that, I'd I'd eventually start just panicking and like. Can I even blink now? Can I move my hand to wipe my brow? What What's going to happen? What are they going to say? You uh, know? <laughs> I have no idea. But this was an enormous second studio album by uh, Led Zeppelin. Um, yeah. In the United Kingdom, by Atlantic Records, recording sessions for the album took place several locations in both the United Kingdom and North America from January to August 1969. The album's production was credited to the band's lead guitarist and songwriter, Jimmy Page, and it was also served as Led Zeppelin's first album to utilize the recording techniques of the engineer, Eddie Kramer, who went on to produce yeah. several Aerosmith records, man. Great. Except the last one sucked, Eddie. And then incorporate... Oh. <laughs> we already went on that. Check out the, la the Music from Another Dimension podcast and you'll find out yeah. our opinion on that. Incorporating seven several elements of blues and folk music... Let's up with two exhibited the band's evolving musical style of blues derived material and their lead and their guitar riff bass sound. It has been described as the band's heaviest album. So Lee, how did you get into Led Zeppelin? And also, oh. this is our second Led Zeppelin episode because you were on the Physical Graffiti episode and you really didn't care for that record. So I'm curious um, to see what you think about this. Oh, one. um, um, you kind of got me wrong. I I didn't care for certain songs off of it. But um, but but no, physical graffiti. The best songs were were like awesome. But anyway, um, whole lot. I mean, um, Led Zeppelin two. That I I forget exactly when I first heard of Led Zeppelin. Maybe it was when I had this paperback called Rock Revolution. It was a book by Richard Robinson. He was like one of the editors of Cream magazine. So it was basically just. They just put in a bunch of different articles that they did from Cream, and they had different groups. Um, and and this was back in like maybe 1971 or some when I, oh, either 70 or 71, I got it. It was just basically 
little bits about all the different groups around um, nowadays, and they might have mentioned Led Zeppelin, and that's how I first heard of them, but um, back when I was young, there was no internet or nothing, it was just you had neighbors, and when you visited your neighbor, you saw that they had an album, and you went, what's that? And they went, oh, I'll play it for you, and that's how you found out how something sounded. And so I lived um, up on a hill where there's only like about 10 neighbors um, there. And, um, but about five or six of them all had different albums and stuff. So I learned about different music from all of them. But one neighbor, he had Led Zeppelin. And when I went to visit him, uh, I, um, you know, um, he had a garage sale and... And, and and so one of the albums on his shelf was Led Zeppelin II, and I asked him if he would uh, sell it. And, and he was unsure at first because he, he said he loved the album, and he thought, well, okay, I'll, I'll sell it to you for a couple bucks. So I paid $2 for it, um, and, which most of the albums were probably 50 cents, but because it was Led Zeppelin, he, he wanted to get his money's worth. And, and so... Anyway, I got it, and, and then that's how I first heard the album. And it was like, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what I think song for song, but it was like, at the time, I thought it was like like a whole new musical thing, because I was about, like, maybe seven years old when I heard it. I, I heard it around maybe 1972, early 72. It's like, even though it came out in 69, back then... It was kind of like, it took a few months before an album really caught on, and since it was so close to being 1970, most people consider it to be a 1970 album, even though technically it isn't, because that's when it was being played on the radio and people were starting to take notice of it. So I would say with that in mind, it was maybe about a year old when I uh, first heard it. But yeah, it when when I was young, you know, to hear some like that, you gotta imagine, you know. Yeah, I first got into Led Zeppelin when I started working at In and Out Burger down here in Southern California. Now they're up Northern California, Utah, and Texas. Mm, um, yeah, my friends at In and in- Out. I bought Physical Graffiti because I loved Cashmere. That's the first uh, mm. CD I bought was Physical Graffiti. I bought the double CD. I l- truly loved it, and then I went back and got the back catalog. I've heard yeah. Zeppelin on the radio and KLOS, the classic rock station down here. I heard a whole lot of love. I heard I liked the songs, but I never really got into them until I started buying the CDs. And yeah. then I bought the box set, the big box set with them over the the wheat fields with the, Ze- the Zeppelin thing with the oh, box set. Yeah, and it had uh, Hey Hey, What Can I Do, and all that song, all those unreleased tracks that I like. I love that box set. And it was, Cashmere was cut down on the box set, kind of pissed me off by a few seconds. But I loved mm. the box set, and then I just started, well, after I lost the box set, it got ripped off for me. I went and bought all the CDs individual, and I just loved all of them. Even Coda, I liked. There's some good songs, like Wearing and Tearing Up Coda. But I liked it, too. It was cool. I got the Coda remaster, and Jimmy Page just re- redid all the remasters again, and they sound phenomenal. I have... I think Physical Graffiti, Zeppelin IV, the remaster, and Coda, because I wanted Hey Hey, What Can I Do? Yeah. Uh, I have those on the remaster CDs, 
And I also have Zeppelin II, how I studied oh. for this episode, on double vinyl. It yeah. has the original vinyl and 180 gram remastered, plus the bonus the oh. bonus record, which is really cool. You could hear like vocal takes on Whole Lot of Love. It's pretty pretty cool record, man. It sounds wow. good. The way music should be heard is on vinyl, if it's good, if it's not taken from digital and oh, okay. dumbed yeah. down to analog. You need the original analog masters to make a great vinyl. Wow. Or you just recorded an analog like Styx did with their last album, The Mission. They just recorded it on tape and then put it out in vinyl and CD. So it just I believe sounds, that's good. Yeah, it yeah. sounds raw. And uh, Foo Fighters did that on an album called Wasting Light, which is really good mm. too. They recorded it on tape in Dave Girl's Garage. Great mm. sounding. Well, let's get into this fabulous album. I love Led Zeppelin. Sometimes they get played out and I don't want to listen to them, but I always go back to them. It doesn't take a while for me to start start listening to them. Right now I'm in a Led Zeppelin bug. That's why I said let's do a Led yep. Zeppelin album. Plus well, we've that's been, cool. Plus we've been doing all these obscure records lately and I wanted to get into something that people know and maybe they can yeah. cling on to you. Raining me back into the, to the known. Yeah, but I'm also intrigued how armageddon got 113 downloads and 100 downloads in the first day dang i guess i have no idea i have no idea either i thought that bring the other episodes up and it has but the tom petty mm. episode just hit 50 <laughs> so i'm kind of happy oh. about that one but yeah. armageddon i'm like no who the fuck knows armageddon and fucking people like it and i'm like thanks thanks for the 100 downloads man let's make it 400 <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe it's because I don't know. Maybe they they sensed that I was the one who picked the album, and so they had good taste in listening. <laughs> well, you picked the, another <laughs> album that's only got fourteen downloads. So, <laughs> well, yeah, I'm I'm not I, I'm not perfect. <laughs> well, the, the the Fleetwood Mac only has twenty one, but that's that's decent. As long as one person hears it, and we could turn people on to music. I love that. Yeah. you know. I love yeah. music. Without this is this is like this is me. God, my my girlfriend, my family, and music, right there, man, and my friends, are all yeah. there. God first, family, friends, and music. You know that's my first, and then movies after that. You yeah. know, I I just music. I was a I was a picked on kid at school, man. I was bullied. Music got me through this crap. I listened to Rush Subdivisions, and that freaking helped me a lot, you know? Because yeah, I, I, I wasn't say, cool, I was the cast-out one, you know? Yeah, I, yeah, I would say um, if if I was being picked on and I listened to some of the music that, that you listened to, people would run away from me, too. Dude, I used to get beat up for, listen <laughs> I used to get beat up for listening to Ario Speedwagon. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, which... Which album? Uh, that's High Infidelity, Wheels Are Turning. I listen to all of them except the ones with the freaking terrible singers on it. I only like the Kevin Cronin yep. era. Aria well, that's too. understandable. That I mean, I'm not. I, I'm not. I'm not promoting violence, but I'm just saying. I I would. I would have hit a, a wall, or I would have hit a sofa if someone kept playing that over and over again. I was beat up by an Iron Maiden fan, okay, <laughs> like in right. wearing an Iron Speedwagon shirt to school. But well, and later Iron I Maiden. started liking Iron Maiden. So fuck you, yeah. Iron Maiden fan, because I'm one of well, you. Well, yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> Iron Maiden people like to just punch walls for no reason. Well, fuck yeah, I heard I heard stories about people getting beat up for liking Kiss. You know, yeah, I, yeah that I, makes no sense to me either. 
Yeah, I never um, was beat up for that. I, I, I was like, we, we were of the of the thing where you either liked Kiss or you liked crap groups. And, um, you know, and we were of the type who were, were into Kiss. We weren't into, like, like, la, 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 crap. But I like some la 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 crap. I like wang. I I was about <laughs> to say I do too. Well, um, um, I I didn't think that I would get even more annoyed after you talked about Journey Escape, but I just did. So I'm <laughs> I'm I'm I'm, I'm, I'm going to be quiet before I lose it. So you want to beat me up for liking wham? No, no, my my hands don't want to touch a wham lover. I have to <laughs> I have to wash them afterwards. All right. Go to the doctor. Oh, what happened to you, sir? I touched a wham lover. <laughs> Emergency stat. Get and a George Michael quick. fan. I like solo George Michael too. So, oh, that's that's like the difference between eating um, an onion raw or just the onion skin. Which is better? Yuck. <laughs> so before we get into this record, I need to know what three songs are your favorite off here. All right, my. Three favorite would be The Lemon Song, nice. Heartbreaker, and Living Loving Maid. Okay, good. You went into the, the A and B side. Yeah. I'm going to get into that when we get into those songs. Yeah. Because you can't divide those songs. It's just sacrilege. Well, yeah, plus they're, they're two of the best songs. True. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get into track number one. Whole lot of love, written by John Bonham, Winnie, Willie Dixon, John Paul Jones, Jimmy Page, and Robert Plant. What do you think of this album opener? Oh well, this song was a direct influence on my writing when I was incorporating a lot of feedback-oriented things in songs. It's heavy and great. Of course, I've heard the song since I was seven, so it's not like it's a surprise to me anymore. But when I first heard it, I was very surprised and thought, wow, what is this? Bands didn't do stuff like that as far as I knew. This album could have been the first one that showed any signs of what's called progressive rock. Good opening track. It still shows rockers nowadays what really can be done with some imagination and an eccentric state of mind. Yeah, this song is this is a great album opener you know what you're gonna get a heavy freaking record and what an iconic opening riff by jimmy page you know that yep. when that riff goes you know it's zeppelin you know yep. it's a whole lot of love and the breakdown in the middle is insane and the solo yep. and the drums and the bass line freaking yeah. robert plants when he goes nah. i can't do it man sorry guys i even tried yep. Oh, God, what a great freaking song to open an album, man. It's like it's like people bitch at them for like stealing music, but they gave Willie Dixon credit in it so his family gets royalties, right? Now they did. <laughs> now they do. But fuck, yeah. man, what a great track to open an album, man. I love this song. And yep. then we get into What Is and, Nev and What Should Never Be by Page and Plant. What do you think of this one? Well, this was always kind of an odd song to me because it kept going from mellow to heavy to mellow to heavy, and it worked, but I still think that it could have had a part in it, 
that was just very heavy for about five minutes in the middle of it with an extended jam session. But it does work the way it is, and it is a good song. Maybe not one of my favorites, but it's not one of the songs I'll skip when I hear this. Oh, this is this is a great song. It's groovy. It go, like you said, it goes fast, slows down. Jimmy's guitar tone, Plant's voice, kicking ass. Plus, plus going from uh, the guitar to, in the middle where it goes dunna, 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 dunna. You know, it goes from speaker to speaker. You can hear the stereo separation. Oh yeah. Freaking awesome. Jimmy Page yep. freaking kicks ass as a producer, man. Oh, and yeah. And the engineer freaking kicked ass on this song, too. What a freaking yep. way to show, hey, man, we're in stereo, bitches. Listen to this. Yeah. We're on the right speaker. We're on the left speaker. We're on the right yep. speaker. <laughs> yep. <coughs> Excuse, Excuse me. I got all pumped up made me cough. Oh. <clears throat> what a great you... freaking sound, man. I love that. It's like freaking... Tesla, when yeah. they do coming at you live, you hear one a solo on the right speaker, and then the other solo from the other guitar player comes on the left. Man, this mm. is just freaking awesome. I love this shit. Yeah. And then we get into the Lemon song. What do you think of this one? My favorite song on this album now. I used to have it on vinyl back around 1972. So I had it maybe just a year or so after it came out. And the way it sounded on vinyl made it harder to hear everything because of the surface grooves. But the jam, and then when they get fast and the extended funky John Paul Jones bass solo part, it just works totally right on. This song definitely sounds better now than it did back then. Fuck, I love this song. What a great one-two punch to start off the album great bluesy solos out of this world it's a take on an old blues song freaking just great song bass like you said the bass thing is great and you yeah. know what i love it when my lemon gets squeezed oh <laughs> uh, yeah and the juice runs down my leg <laughs> yep i didn't i didn't know what when i was young i i as little kids do, they just think, oh, he's, you know, saying, hey, baby, baby, but then he's, you know, talking about, like, squeezing some, like, like taking a lemon and squeezing it. Like, what does that have to do with anything? That's like, hey, baby, want to come to your, I, I want to come to your house. I've got some pizza, going to put it in the stove. It's like, what does that have to do with that? You know, that's what I thought. I didn't know what. I just liked it, but I, I I thought that's... I don't know why he's, you know, talking about a lemon. I just thought it was interesting. Yeah, when I first heard this song, I didn't know what he meant with when you squeeze my lemon baby and the juice runs down my leg. I didn't know yeah. that was a sexual term. Now I yeah. do, and I, I love it. <laughs> it makes sense, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Like when you're younger, you go, what the fuck are they talking about? You know, I squeeze my yeah. lemon... When you squeeze yeah. and he's saying it really like in a moaning voice, you know, you should, yeah. I should have got that, but I didn't know what that meant. I was like a yeah. young, innocent boy, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I freaking, and then I love the jam at the end, man. I, I, I just saw it just kicks oh, ass, yeah. man. Yep. And then we get into the, the first power ballad I ever think was written by a group ever. <laughs> Thank you, which was written for uh, Robert Plant's wife. What do you think of this one? 
I never liked this song growing up. I definitely skipped it whenever I could. But now, in context with what bands like Pearl Jam do in acoustic songs and Alice in Chains in their album Jar of Flies, I can see this as an ahead-of-its-time thing. And I like it better than those groups. Now, don't get me wrong, I generally don't like Led Zeppelin's ballads, and I'm not going to rush to hear this again over and over, but I dig it now. It is, I, I like it good enough. Yeah, I think it's a killer, killer ballad, and I love the acoustics. I love the organ that John Paul Jones plays in there, subtle organ, and Bonzo comes in and just hits the drums. Like I, I said, I think this was the original power ballad that started power ballads, you know, in 1969. You know, this is like the original. They're innovators of the power ballad. So you guys could blame Zeppelin for all those 80 power ballads. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. And it, and, and it was it was so, it's a sweet song. It was written for Robert Plant's wife, man. And, and you know, you think about this song, Thank You, it's kind of precursor to their next album, Zeppelin 3, which is mostly acoustic. Yeah, that... That, um... Yeah. Uh, so that's... They, 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 they take a stink and then they ruin the whole house with it. Oh, I love Zeppelin 3, man. Oh, um... You're you, and, and you're thank goodness I'm not you. Yeah, you're not me. <laughs> and then yeah. we turn this record over, because I did study for this album, listened to it on my 180-gram vinyl a remaster, hmm. which freaking kicks ass. And then we get into the first track that you're playing off this record... Heartbreaker and Living Loving Maid. So since these songs go to... Oh, we missed the Lemon song. So first we're going to play the Lemon song. We're yeah. just going to play three songs in a row right now. We're going to play the Lemon song, Heartbreaker and Living Loving Maid on the Freeform Rock Podcast.
that was Heartbreaker. The no, that was Living. Uh, okay, let me get get my bearings here. That was the Lemon Song, Heartbreaker, Living, Loving, Made. What did you think of Heartbreaker? During the time this album came out, before Stairway to Heaven was made, this was the song Led Zeppelin was known for. When people called about um, Led Zeppelin II being a kick-ass rock album, 50% of why they said that was because of this song alone. This was Led Zeppelin's equivalent to Kiss's Deuce or the Rolling Stones' Bitch. This was Led Zeppelin's powerhouse song, and when Jimmy Page did that solo in the middle, everyone, including me, did air guitar to it. It was what made Led Zeppelin so popular back then. This is rock the way everyone wanted to hear it and didn't always get, unless a group this great did it. And it still is one of my favorites on here. I still feel it kicks butt, and I like it a hell of a lot better than Stairway to Heaven. I, I love this track, and, and freaking, what a rocker. I, it, ha- it starts off with another iconic riff. It's like yep. you hear this riff, you know you're getting Heartbreaker. It's like bands, certain bands, you've got Black Sabbath, you got Led Zeppelin, you got ACDC, or Van Halen. You know from the opening riff the name of the song and what song it is, you know? Yeah. It's like you know, it's like they're calling guard. Here comes Heartbreaker. Here comes freaking yep. uh, Jamie's Crying. Here comes freaking, uh, you know, freaking... Yeah, freaking, I can't think of Black Sabbath right because I'm freaking a little buzzed. But freaking, you yeah. know what I mean. Freaking, what yeah. a kind of riff, what a rocker, kicks ass. Robert Plant's vocals is awesome, and then the song kicks into another gear. And, you know, th- this song can never be replicated by any band. This style cannot be replicated by any other band. But Black Crows have tried it, and they did a great job with Jimmy Page. Which is a great live album, Live at the Greek with the Black Jimmy Page and Black Crows. You guys should get that. They do a lot of deep Led Zeppelin cuts, which is awesome. That Led Zeppelin really never played live. I like that. They don't really do the hits. Great. Have you ever heard that album, Jimmy Page um, and the Black Crows? Um, I sampled it. Okay, so it's a it's I, a good record. You should check it out. Okay. They do a lot of All deep right. tracks. All right. Okay, and um, great song, and then. And then we get into the B-side of this song. When they released it as singles on 45, you got Livin' Lovin' Made, She's Just a Woman. I just want to get into something. You can't divide these two songs because on the radio, they play Heartbreaker, and then you know you're going to get Livin' Lovin' Made. It's like when I put these on my iPhone and put it on shuffle, I hear Heartbreaker, and I'm already I have the riff for Livin' Lovin' Made coming in my head, and it goes to Pearl Jam. I go, it, it just confuses the shit out of me now. I have to go back and... Put on Living Loving Made. I gotta freaking fuck that shuffle. I gotta go listen to these two songs together or it doesn't make sense to me. It's just the way I grew up with it. Well, it's also the way that the album is. It's right next to each other. Like, like even if you take the needle off at the end of Heartbreaker, you're gonna hear, with a, you know, with a little da-da-da-da and a 50 cent, you're still gonna hear a split second of Living Loving Made because they didn't really separate the songs. They always made it where right as Heartbreaker ended, the next song started. Yeah, so what do you think of Living Loving Made? Oh, well, this was another reason this album was so... It's just a woman. (laughs) Praised. Yeah, was so praised back then. 
to go from Heartbreaker to this song is like a double whammy of greatness. Most of what I said about Heartbreaker can be said about this song too. It just rocks solid and one of the better songs on the album. Yeah, it's a fucking great song. I love this song. It's like da na 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 living, loving. She's just a woman. It's just like that freaking guitar riff and Bonzo's drums. It's just fucking incendiary. Fucking yeah. love this track. What a yep. great, great one-two punch, man. I said yep. the only lull in this album for you has been thank you, but you still like it. But fucking these, these songs are just kicking ass, man. It's a great record, and you need to listen to it on vinyl, man. I I can't say enough to get the remaster, 180 gram. It's so yep. good. And then we get. I always to... I always had it when when it was on original vinyl, which was like, it's good for nostalgic reasons, but fidelity wise, you can forget it being anything really great okay and now we get into ramble on which is my favorite song off the album what do you think of this track this song's all right <laughs> it's better than most of their acoustic style pieces and the electric heavier part is decent i like it better than the song thank you but it doesn't match the greatness of the lemon song or heartbreaker or living loving mate she's just a woman so it's a good song but one of the second bests along with what is and what should never be. I, I like the song. I like how it starts off all calm and plant singing soft and then Bonzo kicks in and it goes back down to being soft and then you have that serene Jimmy Page guitar going I love that guitar how it just goes with the music and it's not overpowering in this song mm. but all the band members shine and I love the Lord of the Rings reference in that too <laughs> you know Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I'm a I'm a nerd. I love Lord of the Rings. So this is all, 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 all you need is to hear um, the word Gandalf in a song, and it can sound like Montavani, and you'd love it. Well, they said uh, Gollum, and the evil one swept up and took away with. Uh, I don't remember uh, Lord of the Rings where Gollum takes somebody. But <laughs> that's okay. I don't remember Lord of the Rings at all. I don't remember whether he gave anyone his ring or whether he put it in the wash and put a ring around the collar, as far as I nah, know. Nah, he just kept the ring and goes, my precious, my precious, precious. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Great I, movies, I, you should I watch them. I didn't read the book when, when, when he had 20 pages worth of my precious, my precious, my precious, my precious, over and over again. Hey, to I tell never you the truth, that. I never read the books. never saw the Me cartoons. Neither. I, 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 I actually to... figured this out when I watched the movies. I go, oh, that's Gollum and the evil one. <laughs> and they bring it up on Zeppelin Four about, again, about uh, yeah. about Lord of the Rings. The, the, the books were boring, you know. Um, imagine talking to an uncle who has an English accent and says, oh, I and he goes on for an hour and you're like come on I want to go out and play baseball with my friends shut up <laughs> you know and then we get into the only instrumental on the album Moby Dick the Bonzo drum solo what do you think of this one a great classic drum song what else can I say I used to record the song from record onto a cassette tape and I skipped the beginning and ending and just recorded the drum solo because I was a drummer and I loved drum solos. And this is a great drum solo that still has a lot going for it. 
and you can continue hearing it and find new things in it. The part with the whole band is good too, by the way. Yeah. And then the drums go. Yeah. Freaking awesome, freaking. You can see why Bonzo is one of the best drummers of all time. I consider yep. him a better drummer than Keith Moon. This is my drummer list. Yeah. Neil Peart, mm. Bonzo, and Keith Moon. Three favorite drummers of all time. That's acceptable. Yeah. I love Bonzo, but I, I just Neil Peart, he just he has the power and he has the the softness and he just does everything, you know. Neil uh, Bonzo is more of a power drummer like Keith Moon. I think Neil Peart yeah. is more of an all around percussionist. Yeah. Okay. And then we get into the last song, which is an old blues staple by Willie Dixon called Bring It On Home. What do you think of this one? Another really interesting song. Perhaps it has lost a little of its surprise wow factor for me after so many years, but definitely not a filler track in the least. It's maybe slightly less interesting for me now than Whole Lot of Love, but that's saying a lot. It's ra it's more like I'm saying the song used to be a 10, but now it's an 8.9. That's still very high. It's still a great tune and a very interesting way to close the album. Yeah, I think it's a great album closer, and it's my second favorite song off the album. And it's just a Willie Dixon song. There's no Jay, uh, Plant or, or Page taking credit for any of this song at all. It's just um, all it, of Willie uh, Dixon. Originally, originally it was Page and Plant. They must have changed it now. Yeah, it just says Dixon. Yeah, um, no, back then it said Page and Plant. Oh, wow. They tried to take it, huh? You know, um, this one definitely yeah. gets a lot of shit from the... But you know, the blue, the old blues play, players used to take riffs and songs and make it their own, so it, it's just like what everybody does in music. You know, yeah. it's just like when it started getting monetized, then it's like, fuck, you're stealing my shit, give me money. Yeah. <laughs> or the families of the, think, of the members yeah. do that, you know, like... It makes me think of a, 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 a fictional idea of a guy who goes to his next-door neighbor's house and sees... A poem saying, "I want lollipop, mama, boom, boom," and and with the chord change, which is like da 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 da, and it doesn't change. And this guy says, "You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna take this song and I'm gonna record it. And then when it gets famous and people wonder who did it, I'm gonna shame him and admit that he wrote it." So that's what happens, and it gets famous, and he brings the guy over to get the reward, and he says, and I have something to reveal. Can you tell me who wrote this song? And the guy who wrote it points to him and says, you did! Uh, well, <laughs> it's like what we said about uh, Ooh My Head off of Physical Graffiti, which was a Richie Valens song. The freaking mother oh, yeah. took credit for writing that song. She didn't even give her son credit. How greedy was that? Well, they gave her credit. Uh, they, why didn't they, they just put Richie Valens in? She would have got the money anyways because she was his heir. But <laughs> I guess heir. maybe they didn't... I guess they didn't want to do things so fairly. You know? Uh, Richie Valens is a great artist, man. Yeah. Uh, well, let, let's get into this track. Let me see. I, this is my second favorite track. Bluesy. Yeah. Another page iconic riff. 
kicks into high gear. Bonzo is tearing it up. And it's just like a great album closer to freaking say, hey, man. Like, uh, like a, like it's like, I can't wait for the next album shit. And then we get into Zeppelin 3 and it starts with the Immigrant song. Would have, would have been a number 10 song on this album. Freaking awesome. Yep. Freaking, uh, I love, we already played the tracks of the week as a tribute to Malcolm Young. So we have no tracks to end the show today. And I just want to thank you, Lee, for coming on again. Sure, no and, problem. Uh, you guys need to check out the Lee Gershman show, which is a promo yep. at the end of the show. Uh, check him yep. out on uh, Spreaker and iTunes. And and Mark's um, the special um, also podcaster with me on this last episode that, that we did on Courtney Yasmine, an obscure artist who is... I think maybe going to be getting a little less obscure. Cool, man. She's really a cool artist. You guys should check her out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so what what do you want to do next week, Lee? I'm thinking I'm going to have to look to see if I can find it, but if I can find it, I want to do um, Neil Merriweather's album Word of Mouth. But if I can't find all the songs to that, then I want to do Canned Heat's Hallelujah. Okay. But, oh, but, I've never but, heard of, I've heard of Cam Heath. Yeah, you, you've never really heard their music? Uh, I haven't heard their music, but I heard them. Oh, I okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I will say, even though you might not have heard anything about who Neil Merriweather is, he did work later with Lita Ford. So, I love you Lita know, Ford. so, so, so he, he, but, but he uses, it's 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 a certain album that he did with where he has a bunch of different guest stars. A lot of them you'll know, and and so if I can find the whole album on YouTube or something, I don't even know if it even got released on CD. I think it did once, and and it was way back then, and I can't find it now. But if I can find the whole album, then I'd like us to do that one because I think it's interesting. But if I can't, then then we'll we'll do Canned Heat. Because right. that's an album that I grew up with. All right, let me know during the week so I have a chance to listen to it. Okay, I'll probably let you know um, within the next half hour. All right, thank you, Lee, and I'll talk to you later, man. Okay, take care. All right, okay, bye. bye. Now let's get into the promos. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. I want to rock. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. You got to fight for your right. Sunday, Sunday. Sunday. We've got Bush. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. That's right, bangers. Cold beer, hot women, loud music, and copious amounts of hairspray and spandex. Every Sunday, 9 p.m. Eastern, the Big Bushy Power Hour is the biggest party on that metal station.com. Ear Peelers. The podcasting and interview news site to keep up with your favorite bands or artists and the podcasts or interviews where they appear. Go to earpeeler.com to find out what we're all about. You haven't listened to Mars Attacks podcast? What are you waiting for, man? Host Victor M. Ruiz brings you all types of hard rock and metal based podcasts. You'll find everything from music based episodes, interviews, to series such as ultra sexy classic album series. 
where some of your favorite musicians, producers, journalists and show hosts comments on the albums that push the evolutionary chains of hard rock and metal. Get with it and go to MarsAttacksRadio.com to find out more. Punch it, get blasted! Hey, this is Lee Gerstmann and if you like to hear some stuff that's like you don't know what it's gonna be and even if it's stuff that I don't even know what it's gonna be check me out on what I call the Lee Gerstmann Show and it's just me doing reviews or me doing horsing around or whatever I'm doing check it out please you have just listened to the Freeform Rock Podcast. All music played on the Freeform Rock Podcast belongs to its owner. If you like it, go out and buy it. Get your music on Amazon, iTunes, or at your local record store. Support what you love. Support the artist by seeing them live. Purchase their music. The Freeform Rock Podcast is not affiliated with any of the artists or music that we play. Thank you for listening to the Freeform Rock Podcast. You'll see you on the next episode. Until next time, stay free and rock on.